to the Warzone Amateur Hour Podcast. Alright, welcome back to the Warzone Amateur Hour Podcast. This is episode number 74, Jam pack tons of exciting news both in the war zone and in the war zone amateur hour of media empire at large lots of highs hit this week uh put up some new clips on our youtube so hope you all caught those but otherwise getting into the war zone at least for tron a bit more this week than it has been and damn it feels good uh but before we dive into all that's going on and all that's happening, I got to turn to the 10-inch cowboy, the valiant co-host, the sniper enthusiast, and ask the cowboy, how was your week in the war zone this week? Oh, baby, baby, baby. Thank you for that lively introduction. A lot going on this week. I had some really good games this week. I was thinking about what to say on the pod before this, and I just have to say, we've been having some great games uh, and to, to be totally honest, it's again, as I like to say, high, we like to say highs and lows. I got some incredible victories this week with some good friends and listeners of the pod, and then also got my ass stomped by a ton of dudes on rebirth. The sweat level seems to be just getting the floor of uh player, you know, gameplay is just rising right now. Everybody is so damn good at this game, but nonetheless, my floor is rising, your floor is rising. It's been fantastic. I'm experimenting again with the Vargo. We're getting deeper into that. And honestly, a jaw-dropping revelation of things to come in Warzone shared by yours truly, Tron, this week to the Cowboy that honestly had me floored. I had to text and say, is this for real? Is this actually fucking happening? So, incredible times. How was your week in the Warzone? I know, before I'm, I'm setting you up here, I know that you had one incredible game, and I want to hear about it. How was your week in the Warzone? Yes, indeed. The week was great. As you said, I agree with you. The sweat level uh, as a whole just cranked up to the max on Rebirth. You know, there's no longer the open qualification going on for the Call of Duty League. It doesn't matter, man. You know, it's like the rec center, the, the pro league came through looking for guys for the NBA DL and they left town, but the fucking guys that didn't make the team, they're still out at the gym hustling just as hard, making it tough on us amateurs. But that said, we can fucking score a few buckets here and there. Uh, and that's how it was this week. You know, all of our sessions, I feel like were hard fought, but we never gave up and we always ended at least with one or two wins. Uh, as you alluded to, had a great game had a great just session overall this week playing with a listener someone we've actually referenced on the podcast a listener a discord user uh member of the warzone amateur hour community a 37 year old dad formerly a 36 year old dad uh and yes indeed we had a kill of the week let's just jump into that i had it at the end of the agenda but let's just put it up front uh kill of the week this week it was a triple kill for the old tron meister and wow we the Sparks and the 37-year-old dad were holed up on the roof of Nova with the circle closing in. Only a few teams. I had an airstrike and something came over me, cowboy. And I said, I got to use this thing while the circle's closing because I found the airstrikes work when people move into them unknowingly. 
So something like kind of flash of lightning struck me from the fucking ether realm. Uh, maybe it was a bolt from, you know, King Kong or Godzilla. Ooh. And I, I hit the airstrike and sure enough was able to to get out a triple kill off of that on our way to a victory. So, yes, to answer your question, fantastic week here on the Warzone for Tron. That was a team wipe, right? We're talking a trio situation. Uh, there was a team wipe involved. I'm not sure if it was a one, two, three, but either way, it was definitely cool. I'm trying to think about a time because you'd mentioned when you, I, I, we, you, me, the greater community, everyone I'm, I'm li- that's listening to this, I'm sure, you know, you've been victim to a precision or a cluster where you didn't know that it was actually coming. Like you ran into that airspace and it has killed you. That happens to me, I swear, every day I play, every session I get into, I'm getting killed by a random cluster or a random precision I didn't know was coming. Don't get the alert. But it's good to be on the uh, the giving end of that. And I don't know if I've ever been on that in that situation, but that's got to feel, I mean, that had to be like a moment you won't forget. It, it was, it was unfortunately late at night so it was very quiet but it was as soon as i did it i'm like oh that's probably not the best move but then a guy flew it immediately after and i think the fact it was like we call it stepchild it's like the building just uh i think it's you know just southeast or whatever of nova and it's a one-story building so i know kind of with the way the airstrikes seem a bit buff like they can fuck you up indoors i don't know exactly where the people were but with the first initial strike i got one kill and two downs i think and then yeah the second one or two kills and second bam triple kill uh felt damn good but yes i have i mean that's probably lifetime kills with airstrikes i think i probably got like five and that was three of them did you win the game? Yeah, we won, baby. Wow. What a yeah, that's I, I saw the clip. It was good. Yeah. And I remember some poor soul was dropping into that small circle. And I think he landed and just got killed immediately. What a loser. What a loser. Winners here. Uh, but that said, the week since we last spoke, kind of an interesting limited time event that came out of nowhere, but worth mentioning is that on April 18th, they tweeted out uh, that there's the death in taxes limited time mode, and they said it's everyone's favorite time of the year, in quotes. Uh, So how about a little relief? For the next 24 hours, they enabled infinite gulag and zero cash loss when you revive. Did you happen to have any of those games while this tax time thing was going on? I did, and I, I think we played it once or twice. It was one of those things where you honestly are like surprised. You're like, oh, I have Gulag again. Oh, I have Gulag. And then, you know, I was in the Gulag a lot, and then ultimately we got wiped, and then I didn't have the Gulag again. So it was a fun, cheeky little thing that they did. I wouldn't say that it's something that's going to stick, but it wasn't a bad time. Did you get in the in that mode at all? I did not, but I thought that was an interesting thing to, like, wow they were even paying attention to the now tax day they got something whereas you know it felt like weeks and weeks went by earlier on where nothing was going on and now it's like rebirth reinforced event uh april fool's event now they got a tax day so like they're up in the the attention being paid to the war zone i i like it you know and to be honest it's a fun way to experiment with new game modes and you never know what's going to stick you know, and I feel like almost if you want to get, I mean, it's not quite a one for one, but Rebirth Island kind of, I mean, obviously there's a lot more that goes into building the island and all of that, but this was kind of a weird little off gameplay mode that they created and threw in there. And look at us now, we play it every day. 
That's true. I would wonder if we would, you know, looking at the dates, go back to when they first announced Rebirth. Uh, see what, because I don't think Rebirth was live, right, when we first started this podcast. No, 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 no. It came a lot later. A lot yeah, later. So to hear kind of, I'm curious, our initial reactions to that. I know early on we would play it. And I remember you were the one who like showed me the way. You were like the first one in the Matrix. And we're like, this is what we do. And you're like, I go to this headquarters building go inside, go upstairs to this day. That is my go-to move. Like have not stopped doing that on rebirth. Uh, Damn yeah, right. Like you said, unfortunately though, we are not the only ones that do that. Headquarters has become a breeding ground for sweats. I swear it is very hot these days, more times than not. I hate to say it, but we are getting our asses wiped by other teams right off the bat at rebirth. It gets to a point after like three or four matches where it's not going well there. We have to like reestablish where we want to drop. We're either hitting chem bio a stronghold these days. It's it's uh, the tables have turned a little bit since the beginning. I agree. And I think I mean, I know it was definitely gaining in popularity as time went on, but then when I think they threw up, uh, they opened the vault and then they put the Red Room blueprint. I mean, I'm, I saw even like Z Laner this week had a clip or he had a massive like, you know, 40 bomb game on Rebirth. And where did he drop? Headquarters went for the really? fucking Red Room. Really? He's trying to get that Red Room build out of the Milano right off the bat. That's fascinating. So a lot of sweat, as we said, uh, Caldera also popping off as always. There was a big tournament this week. I know watched a little bit of that. So, you know, things are still heating up, but speaking of heating up the next big hotness on the horizon is season three, which we've been teasing and hearing glimpses about a lot of big stuff going. We've talked about like such things as footsteps. Uh, they're working on ranked. Uh, you know, we've talked about some other things, some monsters last week that could be potentially coming to the war zone. Well, this week they pulled back the curtain just a bit and the first details about Vanguard season three in the war zone dropped. Uh, and we'll get to, I think the medias of it all, but the main details are to know is that this thing starts April 27th. So that is going to be, I think, next week after this will be the last week we record, I think, prior to season three. Uh, and obviously, you know, they're going to be bringing with it new weapons. Uh, they introduced right off the rip that they're going to have a new AR. Uh, let me find the name here. I bet you're incredibly excited for more weapons, as I know you love the variety of weapons and the, 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 the many choices you have with weapons. Yeah, just as I'm getting my Vargo fine-tune, uh, they announced that they're going to be adding a, quote, powerful marksman rifle and a fast-firing assault rifle. Uh, it's going to be the M1916 and the Nikita AVT. Uh, m1916 okay that'll be a fun name to try to come up with a nickname for um drawing blanks at the moment yeah it looks like the m1 grand almost a bit in the screenshot i'm seeing here uh and they describe it as a semi-automatic rifle with a combination of power and fire uh, fire rate 
Impressive at any range in the hands of a capable marksman, the first post-launch rival. So that's coming at launch. Then the Nikita AVT, also coming at launch, is uh, regarded as accurate and reliable with best-in-class fire rate. And they said this AR can be outfitted to exceed in close-quarters combat or long-range combat scenarios. It's the fastest-firing AR in Vanguard to date, making it a great choice for SMG users who want to transition to a more mid-range option. But a fast fire rate means high recoil, so you must either learn to control this weapon's kick or equip it with multiple attachments to tame it. I'm Uh, trying to think of the highest fire rate currently on the AR class. And the first thing that comes to my mind is the Cooper carbine, which... I know has it seems to have an incredibly fast fire rate. I could be way off with this, but I'm trying to think of what else. The, is the Farah an AR? Because I know that I felt like the Farah had a really fast fire rate. You know what Farah's doesn't have an AR? Yeah, uh, but it did specify for Vanguard ARs. I think they said. Oh. I think in terms of fastest firing ARs, probably got to be like what the FFAR or uh, I think the AS Val is technically uh, an AR, and that's like the fastest firing gun in the game. Modern Warfare game melts through ammo. Well, what about the Cooper? The Cooper's a Vanguard weapon, right? Yeah. So I think that would probably be, I think maybe it'll dethrone that. Not sure on the stats there, but uh, two new weapons here coming to the war zone with season three. A fast, uh, you know, fast fire rates are great for amateurs. If we're, you know, keeping to our roots here, I always loved the Mac 10 because it had such a fast fire rate. And I May have to give this new weapon a go. Is this the Nikita or is this the M1974357? Uh, the one you are looking at on the top is the the semi-auto, the M1916, and the one below is the new AR, the Nikita. Oh, the Nikita. I like the Nikita. It's a smaller AR. It looks uh looks like it's easier to handle too. But yeah, maybe with a shorter build and a shorter barrel, it looks like it would have kind of a spray aspect to the recoil nature of it um but i'll definitely give it a try i mean i am you know just to bring it full circle here i am locked in with the cooper carbine i love that gun i this week i and i've talked about this in the past but this week i was having i have a mid-range build on that that i i pair with my car and i was shredding people from over 100 meters away i can't believe how low the recoil is on the cooper carbine still a favorite of mine as a support weapon. I'm actually starting to get in the experimental phase, thinking about what could I pair with my current mid-range build. Maybe I have, I don't have the well gun unlocked, but if I did, what I would do is I would build obviously a very mobile, very quick moving well gun with this mid-range Cooper build that I have. And I would be like my late game loadout. I would literally name it like late game the late game destroyer maybe. And I would only get it like if I, we had a loadout late in the game because obviously like I, I, I find myself at end game where I want this Cooper that I have, but I haven't built it in a loadout with like a smaller SMG. And so like I end up grabbing the Cooper in a car and it's like, we have like it's final circle and there's only like 30 meters of, I'm not going to be sniping. So I gotta, I gotta reevaluate my loadouts. Um, but uh, again, I guess to bring it even, you know, we'll do a 360, another full circle here. I'm curious to see what these new guns bring. Maybe I could run a short-range Cooper with this new uh, Nikita. We'll see what happens. But, uh, I mean, these are exciting. I love new weapons, bring new joys, new fun times, more struggles trying to load it up or level it up. And 
I mean, this is we're not even talking about the Vargo, which I know you love and have leveled. I've leveled that up myself to an extent, and I think the Vargo again. I you love to criticize me on how much I love weapons right off the bat, and you love to have me list my top five favorite weapons. So I'm going to be very careful and choose my words correctly. But I do like the Vargo a lot. Yeah, I think I mean the state of weapon balancing is pretty awesome. Vargo super awesome. Cooper's great. Uh, Welga, no, I think probably the best SMG, but I like the fact that it's so easily, you know, you can find it at ground loot. So if you're like us, you haven't leveled it up. Uh, but that said, I got to say thank you for clarifying that, you know, your late game weapons that you would put together that would be called a late game loadout, you would indeed use it in the later part of the games. That was appreciate the clarification there. Uh, but was, that, are you, was that a backhanded compliment? I feel like you're <laughs> criticizing me right now when I'm I'm uh, just, you know, trying to co-host a podcast and explain what I'm thinking out loud. Well, that let that said, uh, in terms of new weapons, in addition to them, excuse me, there's also going to be a new POI or point of interest, and it's called Dig Site. Uh, I got a screenshot up now for the cowboy to take a look, but you, it looks like it's a dinosaur skeleton kind of there. There's a large, uh, you know, ex whatever, excavator type crazy machine. Uh, again, bones. They said a storm is coming to the sunny paradise of Caldera as the dark clouds begin to encroach its skies. The island's phosphate mining operations expanded westward only to unextract unexpectedly strike bone uh they unearthed giant skulls rib cages and the remains of a serpentine creatures that some say come from the hollow earth the mining company uh ultimately abandoned its operation creating a new area known as the monarch dig site it's located between the mine and the ruins and it provides operators the opportunity to rummage through abandoned excavation equipment tents and massive skeletons for supply boxes and other items. Don't question these ancient skulls' origins for too long, though. The area's verticality makes it an action-filled location as well as a source of cash generation, especially if a contract or two spawns there. This, wow, I my first impression of the image that we're both looking at is they are really leaning into these monsters, which... Frankly, I am all about. I love monsters. Grew up as a monster kid. This is exciting. Yeah, I. Th I you also said it's a a serpent like creature. This thing. I was trying to like identify what I would call this. I guess it kind of looks like an alligator mixed with a dragon. I don't even know what else to say. And I'm also having a hard time understanding what the scope of this thing is. It looks gigantic. I mean, I want to get a... It looks like you could walk inside of its mouth. It's so big because there's the little canopies to the left of it there. I mean, this is a... What is going on here? They are really leaning into the monsters. I'm all about it. I, I love monsters. What about you? Yeah, I mean, definitely like a Jurassic Park almost vibe here. Uh, I like it. They're making use. I know I know Caldera's got so much open space. I'm all about these new POIs developing, you know, new areas, uh, giving us something to shake it up, to break up that space. So like you said, that's a good point. I know part of it's kind of perspective that the, you know, the serpentine creatures in the foreground and some of the stuff's in the background, but it does seem to dwarf a lot of stuff. So I'm wondering... If you can like run into the inside of that fucker, if he's hollowed out or not, uh, 
But that said, in addition to this new area, they've also made some changes to existing areas. Most notably is like the new superstore of Caldera, the hot spot that everyone loves. And that is, of course, Peak, uh, which was pretty barren, just kind of a volcano peak type of, you know, mountaintop. But they've redone that pretty significantly. And it's called, they're calling it Peak Fortifications. Uh, though the top, oh, you thought the top of Caldera was a hot drop? It hasn't even begun to peak. Oh, nice. Always sunny reference there. As the upcoming additions to this point of interest may draw in more operators looking for supply boxes, contracts, and a solid starting point for their rotation strategies. All buildings atop the peak are fully built up with a fresh coat of paint revealing the symbol of the mysterious global organization known as Monarch. The cryptozoological defense force investigating Titan activity <laughs> on the island uh, used new exterior and interior ascenders, which are the zip lines to quickly travel between old and new floors of this area, or drop down to the core to see some of the upgrades made to the otherwise natural structure. With multiple towers fully constructed, it's now even easier to drop from the peak to the most named areas. And of course, flying down from it, you're just asking to be shot down out of the sky for a hashtag COD top play. So I think I can speak for everyone that the term cryptozoology, <laughs> I never expected to be paired with Call of Duty Warzone. Um, Really, really interesting turn that they've made. I don't even know if there was a fork at the road, but they made a turn and it may be off of the highway that they were rolling on and they just fucking grabbed the wheel, turn left, shot out into the darkness on a dirt path through the desert. And now they are blazing a new trail that I can't even comprehend. But I think this is all leading to, well, okay, before we get to that, Excited about this peak change. I'm excited to check this out. Peak obviously is the hot spot. It's going to be it's it was hot. It's going to be red hot now. I can't imagine it's going to and you know when they they create these new POIs as you had mentioned in the last like little like bones excavation area, they always make they incentivize it by adding cash in boxes and it's like you want to drop there cuz you're going to loot up. They like create these little mini superstores right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be great. It's going to be hot. I'm, we're going to get roasted when we go there. But of course, we're going to check it out. This is all leading up to a pretty monumental uh, announcement that they made. But maybe before we get to that, what do you think of this new peak? Are you interested in this? Or is it kind of just like they're kind of redoing something that they didn't need to? Why Why are they doing this with peak? It, it's kind of out of nowhere. I, I know people theorize with the, you know, potential monsters coming to the map like oh will they you know fuck up the map redo some of the map some people theorize oh will they destroy the peak and like plummel it down make it flatter less dominant instead now they've reinforced the peak i know people were kind of some were upset i think it's cool i think honestly like as you were talking and i'm looking at it to me it kind of more closely i think resembles like prison almost how that was last year except they put this thing right damn smack dab in the middle but it's like the different pillars the different elevations it seems like that main tower uh and the photo it's on the left side with the helicopter helipad like that seems like kind of the stronghold you get control of that you're really going to be manning that that base yourself uh but a lot of verticality a lot of areas i think it's cool i think it opens it up more it's less like i think you know it's more amateur friendly maybe but i don't know i've i've been scared of that fucking place i don't think i've ever dropped peak since caldera because i am a scared little boy 
when it comes to peak. Yes, you are, but I will compliment your intellect. That is an astute observation on the similarities between the photo that I'm looking at of this new and improved peak and the prison of Verdansk. Very similar in the cylindrical structure of it. You, As you said, there are these almost, and there's like mini cylinders that are coming up, structural cylinders that kind of as prison had, it kind of rounds out this circular kind of almost like a coliseum in a way. I think that's a, wow, you have floored me with your observation. I have to say that is, I, that's now what I'm thinking. I wonder if they're trying to bring in a prison-like structure into that. I mean, how can you not see the similarities now that you mentioned that? It has like one spot that is obviously higher and larger and kind of the bigger, more dominant area of the, like you'd say, a coliseum. I Man, this you're if you're listening to this and not looking at this, go home, take a look at this picture. This is the the prison of Ver, of uh Calderi. You're totally right. And to be honest, I'm a prison boy, baby. I love dropped in prison. Hot drops in prison were how I got into Verdansk. So, this is getting me torqued and excited. I'm actually very excited about this now. Yeah, I think we got to check it out. The other thing of note as I'm looking at it is it seems a lot more vehicle friendly. I don't even know if you could like really get vehicles up to the old one, but this one looks like pretty smooth kind of main track through, kind of do a drive-by type of thing or make a quick getaway as opposed to just jumping off and flying. But nothing pleases me more than to floor the Cowboys. So I'm really grateful uh, for those compliments. But yeah, check it out. Curious to see what this new peak fortification situation is going to yield. Uh, but that isn't the only change they've made. Another hot spot. It's certainly for, you know, plunder that we've talked about. And that is the airfield or the runway. Maybe this is a different area. This is called runway. Uh, that's been redone. And they said that a darker, as darker days appear on the horizon. So there's really some ominous shit coming for Caldera. Uh, Caldera's runway will be rebuilt with a set of barracks, hangars, and other structural additions replacing jungle overgrowth and abandoned lodgings in this area. The runway will also include a few decommissioned planes that could act as cover, as well as a few guard towers and water towers for getting a better survey of the area. After the runway is reconstructed, operators who usually drop in at the beachhead or nearby operations building will find it easier to travel out to the runway. However, the lack of foliage makes these rotation patterns less concealed. So be prepared for more visibility on this side of the map. Okay, so this photo that I'm looking at of this new POI, which, yes, it looks to me to be near that beachhead area, the northern area, the northern, I guess, northeast, no, north area of the map, I would say. I'm seeing some airplanes in this photo. Are you, you know, we have some listeners and friends of this pod that are obsessed and dearly missing the aircraft on Caldera. To me, this is a hint that we are getting aircraft back. I'm looking at planes at this POI. How could they not give them back to us? I mean, yeah, I see four. They look like fighters, although it does look like, look, the cockpits are covered up. So I think these are purely for decoration. And as it kind of said in the description, uh, you can use the plane decommissioned planes that could act as cover. So Okay, that's in the industry. We. We call that a cock tease in the industry. You're going to put airplanes on the map, but they're going to cover the cockpit so you can't use them. How in the fuck are they going to do that? That is that I, I that is a mistake. They need to fix that shit. 
They wrapped up those Jimmy, so you're gonna have to wait a bit to jump on them. Uh, no word, yeah, on the vehicle plane situation, but that is the new uh, runway. And finally, I'm seeing here, which I didn't realize, is they also have a new. They're calling it Sandbar, which is new to the lagoon. Operators know the bridge between the lagoon's notable lighthouse and the rest of Caldera. Very familiar. This, Very. I've died are, are on that you? bridge many times. Yes. Yes. Guy drop lighthouse, then get in a skirmish, run away like a coward, and then end up getting shot in the back and downed on that bridge. It has happened to me. Sorry, continue. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. I, I appreciate the firsthand insight. Uh, the uh, the cowboy knows the lighthouse well, but in this season, the shifting tides will reveal another path from the main island to the structure. And expanding off of knee-high water route, this sandbar has multiple moored ships to explore or use as cover. In addition to a steep rock-faced cliff behind a few houses, there are several sloping paths back up to the main island and to what already existed in this area. Vehicles can also travel over this area. Just be sure your driver knows how to handle off-road terrain and is not prone to any, quote, sinking feelings during tactical operations. Wait a second. Sinking feelings? Does that mean they're going to introduce quicksand? I'm just throwing it out there because that's what that hints at. Like, what kind of wording is that? Sinking that I'm thinking quicksand. Am I crazy? Maybe. What do you think? I I mean, they're putting they put these hints in there, and they had some other stuff like about these ominous clouds. Uh, it's either yeah, maybe there's quicksand, or you leave the vehicle and it gets stuck or really slows down, and there's some new kind of mechanic there. Uh, the other thing, which would be kind of lame, is like, oh, it's really steep. And, you know, they're saying you get a sinking yeah. feeling. I don't know there. Uh, but new additions coming to the map. In addition to that, a place which, you know, part of our tagline, a place amateurs are quite familiar with. That's the Gulag Well. Uh, the old Galdera Gulag, has it, as it's kind of grown over two seasons, is now being replaced. We're going to have a brand new Gulag. This one is called Hold. Uh, and it says the mines underneath Caldera are no longer the place for operators to face each other. Instead, enter the hold, a new gulag developed by the studio Toys for Bob. This roughly symmetrical arena is based in the belly of a ship moored just off the coast of Caldera with identical hallways on the perimeter of an otherwise open space. Great. Another place to get my ass slapped, a new gulag. Yeah, maybe we can. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll end up in there, and I'm sure we'll end up doing another ranking of where this falls on the old gulag historical list. Yeah, I, I, where would you rate kind of the one that's this will, the outgoing one, the one that this will be replacing? I mean, not rank um, it, but, you know, how do you feel about it? I know you don't like to rank stuff. I think that this one is mid mid level on my ranking list. It's not the worst. I know which one is the worst. It was that L shaped one a few seasons back. I hated that fucking gulag. This one, I I mean, I I I've had. I would say I'm. I want to say 50 50. Let me say maybe more 80 20. Uh, in that 20 percent, I'm successful in it. Uh, so I would say, you know, that's pretty good actually. So I'd say it's like mid tier. If there's like eight gulags, I think we have now seven or eight gulags. I'd put this at like maybe four or five. Four or five. I think that's fair. I'm not, I've grown less and less, you know, enjoying Disdainful. this current one. Yeah. 
enamored with it or whatever. I've, and I've really got my ass kicked for a while there. Lately, when I've been kind of playing it on, you know, here and there, I've had a little more luck. Uh, I do kind of like the gung-ho nature of it. Like, you really kind of have to go for it. I feel like the one, the aggressor a lot of times can have the advantage in this new gulag. But it is kind of a crapshoot. Uh, really limited situation there. It's like left or right. The center is kind of a death wish. But yeah, I'm curious to check this new one out. It seems kind of almost like showers gulag type of vibes where it sounds like there's corridors and then the center although the center is way too wide open here so sure it'll be one of those situations where the sweats will figure out like oh they take two steps and then they can murk you within a second uh so we'll probably learn some hard lessons oh of course no question about it we're gonna get uh we're gonna learn some hard lessons in there unfortunately well those are really the lessons uh in the hard facts about season three but finally in addition to all of that there's going to be a new game mode not quite new but new experience that we haven't yet had and that is that iron trials is going to be coming to caldera during season three uh which i know we really enjoyed our time i was able to get in on the rebirth iron trials trios this week a lot of fun I think on Caldera, it'll be even better. I mean, I know the TTK's already been slowed base on the BR mode. Now slow it a bit, kind of get a you know a little more apples to apples comparison there. How do you feel about the new, the idea of Iron Trials coming to Caldera? Iron Trials is, it's a weird paradox where if you play enough Iron Trials, you start forgetting about, well, when you if you play enough Iron Trials, you start forgetting about how fast the TTK is, and then you kind of get accustomed to that. And then when you go into a regular match, you cannot believe how fast you're dying. But when you initially get into Iron Trials and you're not used to how fast you're dying, what I love about that is you actually have the ability, if you're losing a gunfight or getting shot from a place that you're unaware of and you're kind of like, you know, uh, surprised and kind of, you know, you didn't know it was coming... What I like about that is that you actually can get away from it. Like with that higher TTK, you can run you unless you're caught like in the open with your pants down. You can really get away from it, especially on Rebirth. There's places to hide. You get inside of a building, you heal up. So it, it's this. I, I, I love it and I hate it. And it really fucks with my normal gameplay if I'm on Caldera or Rebirth because the TTKs, you realize how fast they are after you play Iron Trials. Of course, I'm going to play it. Of course, I'm going to hate it at first. I'll probably get accustomed to it. And then, of course, they'll probably take it away from us. And then I'll be uh, trying to figure out what to do next. So it's uh, love-hate. Again, highs and lows, as the cowboy usually goes through. So what about you? Are you an Iron Trials guy? Well, I'll just say I'm an Iron Trials guy. Uh Maybe I don't thrive in that, but I thought it only improved Verdansk when they brought it. I think it's only going to improve Caldera. As you talked about earlier in this episode, they seem to be experimenting. We've talked about that a lot in the previous months. Like They're experimenting. They're trying new things. So I think having this side-by-side comparison is only going to benefit the future of Warzone because uh, I got to imagine right now they're shaping like what is the TTK going to be for Warzone 2? And that has got to be fundamental to the entire Warzone experience. So having a little more data side by side, see what people think. See what I think. Uh, I think it's only going to help us. So, yeah, I'm an Iron Trials guy. I mean, I like I like variety, baby, as we've said. It's the spice of life. 100% agree with that. 
So yes, in addition to all this new stuff, the biggest bombshell of season three that we've been tracking now since it was originally leaked in the community as we've talked about. We're the fucking 60 minutes like we're the we're the little bloodhounds sniffing out every little fucking, you know, fragrance of new shit coming to Warzone to bring to the forefront you. You're like our loyal leash masters. Like, go, go get him, Cowboy and Tron. We fucking run out into the woods of the Warzone community as it were and find it but before we dive into all of that i think it's time uh to share a word from our sponsors for the very first time and that is to say that support for the warzone amateur hour is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with an exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping by using the code WA. that is W-A-H, at manscaped.com. And if my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. Wow. Um, this is such a big moment for us as everyone that listens to this podcast for the last year and a half. This is our, there is a company out there that believes in us and they are actually sponsoring our podcast. And I just want to thank Manscaped for doing that. First of all, I also want to say they sent us an unbelievable package, no pun intended, of shit that we like i have this package in front of me they sent us t-shirt boxers they sent us obviously the great manscaping grooming product as well as these different types of lotions one is called the crop preserver which is a ball deodorant the second is a crop reviver which is essentially a ball toner didn't know these things existed so i just wanted to thank them for sending this up this is blowing my mind i also just want to say like you know on the ranch you know the cowboy wouldn't have ever thought about getting Manscaped. Just for the record, like, this is more for the cowgirl, technically. And you know what? They sent me this package. I fucking, I pour a cocktail. I'm watching the sunset over the prairie. I kick my legs up. I give the package to the old cowgirl. She goes to town. And let me tell you, that 10-inch cowboy turned into a 12-inch cowboy. And I will just leave it at that. This stuff is fantastic. I'm all about it. I'm so happy I have this. This is something that I didn't think about on the ranch for a very long time. But I'm happy I have it in the repertoire. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Quite an endorsement there, though. I would have thought on a ranch you'd enjoy perhaps a sarsaparilla and maybe not a cocktail. But, you know, to each his own. That said, yes, the performance package, which, again, you can get 20% off by using the code WA at manscaped.com. It includes the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, uh, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver ball deodorant, the Crop Reviver toner, performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold your goodies so yes if you could give manscaped you check it out use the code you're gonna help us you're gonna help your family jewels be better groomed uh, and we're excited to watch this partnership continue on here on the warzone amateur hour yeah and don't forget w-h-a-w-a use the code people w-a-h what did i say 
W-A-H Warzone Amateur Hour. Use the code, people. It's our first read. It's time now. We've teased it up. We've built it up. And, you know, Call of Duty did themselves. But it was finally time for the big reveal. Time to make it officially official, which I think, you know, in hindsight, the leaks, I think, have been 100% accurate. Because just... As part of season three, they announced with some badass imagery and a really dope trailer that Operation Monarch is coming May 11th, and Woo! that involves none other than Dun, 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 ah, fucking King Kong and. Uh, Oh, wait, fuck, I switched You switched that. those up there. Godzilla, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, go Cowboy. <laughs> yeah, um, this, so Tron texted me the uh, original like Call of Duty tweet where they announced definitively that this was happening this week. And when I saw it, to be totally honest, I thought it was a fake. I just like couldn't comprehend that this was happening. I know we've been talking about it. I know that we see behind the curtain with our little, you know, crystal ball and shit, you know, on this podcast, we got it going on. But I had this blew my mind. I think I literally texted you. Is this for real? And you said yes. And I I still like was having a hard time for it. I went on Twitter. I looked up all the shit like. I, I still don't understand what monarch means, like what monarch is, like monarch butterflies. Like, I don't understand. Like, I know there's like Mothma butterfly, but like, I don't get how the monarch name it is with Godzilla and King Kong. But I mean, mind is blown. What does this mean for the map? Like, how are these gigantic? That was the first thing I noticed. They're not like little Krampus style 15 foot figures. These are gigantic monsters they're bringing to the map. What does this mean? Like, how does this impact a battle royale? It's fucking crazy. I mean, I know you had concerns last week that, yeah, they would they would not do justice to the gargantuan nature of these mythic beasts. Uh, but fear not, as you said, clearly on the trailer, they showed Godzilla. They showed King Kong, you know, and they have the scale. They're grabbing planes out of the sky, which, again, I know our plane enthusiasts were like, oh, our plane's coming back. Still hard to say. But they grabbed it like a little child grabs a fucking toy you know discarded it so we i'm curious to see how it'll how it'll unfold but yes operation monarch may 11th i got to imagine monarchs related to this new cryptozoological uh, <laughs> oh, organization storyline well but, so yeah, okay the dynamic though we have to talk about this dynamic because the trailer king kong is on peak King Kong is at the highest point of caldera he is owning this island the first thing i thought is like Okay, Caldera is King Kong's island. He's fucking grabbing planes out of the sky. He's owning the highest point of the map. Very dominant, masculine energy up there. And all of a sudden, from the oceans, from the depth, you see the spines of Godzilla coming through the water towards Caldera. And you know there is an impending battle an undeniable force between two monsters coming together. So my thing was like, okay, so this is King Kong's island, like, and Godzilla's coming to fuck shit up. Like, they're obviously going to fight each other. I mean, you know, if, if like, you know, the movies have taught us anything, they are not friends. But how does this, what is going to happen here? Like, how do we have a, a you know, like a, a civilized battle royale when we have two, you know, 200 story monsters fighting each other? It's it's a hard to say how it's going to impact the map, and they haven't really had such 
an element, you know, to the game. We've never had like, I mean, again, we talked about Krampus, but that was such a minor thing compared to like what we're seeing here. Yeah. We're watching the trailer now, as you said, he's on peak beating his fucking chest, smashing shit, screaming, uh, you know, him and Godzilla are going toe to toe, smashing each other. Maybe we just got to like stay out of their way or maybe they target us. I mean, again, I think as we talked about, like airplanes could be so well suited for this, make it such an interesting thing. If like you fly by this fucker and you got to evade him. Uh, but still no word on that. Still no word exactly how this is going to happen, but we have an official date. We also have some some photos of some pretty badass operator skins they're unveiling where it's like a fucking uh you know a king kong mask and then a godzilla mask and it like it's glows it's a reactive camo uh, i got that up here i think there's even a third one that's going to be available there's the blueprints that we talked about were teased in that trailer last week so they're really going full bore we're gonna have godzilla versus king kong in warzone I wonder, you know what I'm thinking? I think probably I would imagine that you can obviously interact with them. I wonder if it's like a loot situation. If you can somehow destroy King Kong or kill Godzilla, you know, I would imagine you would get all the loot you ever wanted. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's a maybe it's like the tower they introduced in Verdansk where it's like a POI. Maybe they have like their own little area where they're at. And if you want to go to peak, you got to deal with King Kong. Maybe he doesn't leave a certain area, but if you kill him and if you can successfully get rid of him, it drops like an abundance of loot for all of your teammates. I, I imagine that's how it has to be because these monsters just can't be like in a late game circle, <laughs> you know, if the late game circles on peak and King Kong's there, like, I'm not sure how that's going to go down. You know, it's not going to be uh, as straightforward as killing another quad, you know? I mean, first off, I don't, I don't know if we'll have the ability to kill him. Like maybe we can have him, you know, retreat for a little bit. Uh, but that's an interesting idea that we would be able to directly interact and like keep them at bay. Maybe that'll incentivize like RPGs or something, yeah, you know, kind of yeah. like the old, Attack helicopters, except it's a fucking massive mythical beast this time hunting you down. Uh, but really eager to see this. You know, uh, the theatrics of it should be fun. It'll give me a reason to drop in Caldera. Check out these new POIs. Maybe they're reinforcing Peak, as you said, as a part of this to help give people a little more protection. But we'll have to see. So many questions. So much to be to be unearthed. To be, you know, what the fuck is Monarch? As you said, they kind of didn't tease any of that in the cinematic storyline. So maybe the enjoy the joy we've had of a clean storyline is going to take a dump and it's just going to get crazy. But if that's what we need to get Godzilla and King Kong on the map, then I'm down and fucking throw the cinematic shit away. That's fine. Give on the crypto zoological organization. Yeah. And just, I, I want to point something out, but I don't want it to seem like I'm not all about this. I think if you listen to this podcast, you understand that I'm very enthusiastic about Godzilla and King Kong. But if we take like a, let's take like a 30,000 foot view on the storyline of Warzone between the zombies, between like the ghost ship, Stitch, uh, Alder is his name? Alden, what's his name? Uh, Adler. Adler. All of this, like, where in the fuck does King Kong and God's like, this is so far out of left field that it's, I think actually going to work. It's so out there that I'm actually all about it. And they've set up 
literally no rules to the world. You know, the world building in this is so batshit crazy that it might actually just be a cool thing. I mean, and the locale, like if it had been Verdansk, that'd be a little crazy. Like, I guess Nakatomi Plaza. Okay, maybe that fits. But I think, yeah, the fact that it's this crazy island off the Pacific and there's, you know, the topography and then there's the whole ocean aspect for Godzilla to emerge. I think it lends itself to it well. So it's a cool pairing. I'm excited to check it out. But yeah, that's that's all we got to share about that for now. Any final thoughts before we move on? I just... uh Man, what a dream. You know, I am so excited for this. I this is going to be wild. You know, there's like there's a few moments that have happened, more than a few, a handful I would say of moments that have happened in our war zone career where they make these big changes and it's like, "Oh shit, we have to drop in." I remember recently when they redid the Rebirth Island map and we were like, there was a buzz amongst the friends and the listeners where it was like, "Oh, we have to check this out." This is another one of those moments, and I think I'm just grateful for that. It's going to be fun. This is going to be really fun. I agree. Like, you know, let's have fun with it. The whole zombie thing they did back several Halloweens ago. Uh, You know, Krampus even for a little bit was fun, but I'm with you. Like, give us something new. Let's have fun with it. Uh, And we'll see, you know, what they make of this. Maybe it's going to only be more shit to come. Maybe we'll have a Jurassic Park type of thing in the future. Uh, so we'll have details as soon as they're, you know, down the pipeline. This is again coming in May. So a bit into season three, not right off the rip. Uh, so that's what's coming. But in terms of what's going on now in the war zone, there was a notable kind of not quite stealth buff because it was announced, but kind of a, a reversion of a glitch with a gun that has forced it into the meta. It was a, you know, completely slept on forgotten, left off any list gun from modern warfare and that is the old bison yeah uh, which i think is like the original you know bullfrog and there was a glitch where the bison was only dealing 20 to 27 damage to the right side of the body but then 34 damage to the left and so it just kind of left the gun shitty and on Warzone's April 13th patch which i didn't even you know we go through all the patches i just didn't really catch it they found that and reverted that. So that it's the 34 damage on both sides. So it buffed the shit out of the bison. It's now like in the meta. Streamers are running it. I found I have it fully leveled. So I'm fucking running it. And it's pretty dope. Yeah, I uh, the bison is probably my favorite named weapon. I think that's such a cool name, the bison. Uh, and I I actually haven't equipped it. I This week was playing with people that were swearing by it. And I think it's something that I need to look into. That may be a Cooper uh, pairing that I play with this week. I mean, it's got 84 rounds you can put on it, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, I built it purely for ADS. It's a, you know, Modern Warfare. So you got to pick five attachments, which again, that's the way it should be. Uh, but more on that later. And uh, I think I got the tack laser. I got like the regular suppressor and then uh, the stippled grip. And it's great. The hip firing on it is great. It, you know, it's mobile. It's yeah, very much like bullfrog type of vibe, uh, but a lot of fun. And I don't even remember. I never equipped it and had it as a gun. So I think my memory doesn't serve me correct, but I feel like it was just a really common ground loot gun so that was cool to see like hey i got this thing max level already let's just try it out so if you're out there check your arsenal list if you're interested in a new smg or you're seeing those around that is why that's what's going on do you see a nerf coming with the season three update 
Uh, maybe. We'll see. That'd be kind of ironic if this poor gun was shit for so long. It finally gets fixed, and they're like, yeah, back to the bottom of the pile for you. Wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Uh, but in addition to that, on April 19th, they issued a patch. And this one, I did read the notes. And I was really excited because they claimed that they had deployed a fix for the buy station UI functioning incorrectly, which we have been bashing our heads against the table about where it clicks up one spot automatically. Uh, and unfortunately... It's not fucking fixed. That's the bottom line here. <laughs> Straight uh, up. Yeah. So, Cowboy, did you uh, did you happily or not happily, you know, rudely find that to be the case? Yeah, I did. Uh, and it was funny because I, I, I got, I've gotten so used to it that I didn't even notice that it wasn't fixed. And then you had mentioned that it was fixed, obviously, on the pod. And, I, and then we played together. And then you were like, God damn it, it's not fucking working. Fuck. And then I obviously was realizing it when I was buying it. It's a total joke. Like, it, how do you announce that it's fixed and that it's not fixed? Like, what, what happened there? You got time for these gigantic creatures, but you can't fix a simple UI issue? It's And Mike, is it just a controller thing? Or is it also like that on console? Or, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's just controller on PC. You're purely, you know, keyboard and mouse. Excuse me. You're you're pur purely move your mouse where you want freely. It's Got not it. Like a selection thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, in addition on that patch, they did make some changes that actually did happen. Uh, and that is that they added new public events on Caldera. So now restock, cash drops, heavy weapon drops, and resurgence are back in the rotation for public events. Kind of as we've said, they've been merging you know, regular BR and Vanguard. And I know when on the original v BR, they got rid of some of these public events. Now they're bringing pretty much all of them back. Uh, the first free loadout drop now occurs earlier. They said this change should make for a better parity in the power curve. And the second free loadout still remains in the fifth circle. Uh, and then they also have some guaranteed events that are going to happen during infill. They'll either be a weapons crate drop or a plunder crate. And on the fourth circle, there'll either be a restock or a fire sale. Uh, and so that was kind of the other changes. No other, you know, no major weapons tuning other than that bison. And then these changes so far this week as we're gearing up for season three. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of changes on the horizon, man. They it, it never ceases to amaze how much we have to talk about on this podcast. There are constant changes happening. It's out of control, but uh all for the better, it seems. It would just be nice if they fixed that loadout glitch. It really would be nice. I agree. It's such a, you know, it's a small little nick uh, on an otherwise kind of clean shave, uh, as it were. So a clean, we'll a clean manscape, you could say. Yes, you know. So we'll we'll see if they're able to perhaps really deploy an issue for that. I don't even know if they've acknowledged acknowledge that that it's clearly not fixed. Uh, but finally, you know, we're always covering. The pulse, the leakers, what's out there? Well, we got two leak drops here, you know, drips coming out of the pipeline here to report on you to satiate those thirsty throats. Uh, and that is that an, an Activision employee tweeted and then later deleted some juicy info. And he claims that Verdansk might return on, quote, certain platforms next year. Uh, and he also said Warzone 2 is going to have a new big map it's not clear what platforms he means for verdansk or how accurate that info is but you know gotta lay it out there for the listeners to chew on 
My first thought is this guy definitely got fired, right? How does that guy leak that kind of information and still have his job? <laughs> yeah, that guy's definitely canned. He's welcome to come on the podcast. Just throwing that out there. If you're listening, we'd love to talk about this if you did get fired. Second of all, I love the idea of a brand new gigantic map. Of course, it's always fun. Um, yeah, I mean, but again, is do these things typically yield fruitful information or is this kind of hearsay at this point? I mean, uh, this one, I guess if it really is an Activision employee, I've got to imagine it's true. And as we said, we we heard about Godzilla and King Kong months ago. That was leaked, uh, not from an employee, but we'll see about this. I mean, I think the real info in this is the Verdance coming back. I would, I was going to fucking imagine they're going to have a brand new fucking big map for New Warzone. Like, come on. So I don't know if that's really a much of a leak, but... I know previously they had claimed, oh, for Verdance to come back, you'd have to re-download. So maybe there's a way to like streamline that and only the new platforms can handle it. Uh, but either way, I I think it'd be really cool to revisit Verdance. So here's to hoping that one pans out. Oh my God, the nostalgia. Imagine dropping in with the boys on Verdansk. That would be, it would be, it would be magical. And I think that it would be a home run, especially to get back some of the older player base that may have left. I think that's a great idea. I don't know how simple that is. I'm not a developer, but fuck, I'm all about that. I mean, yeah, dropping into a great, well-designed map like Verdansk with all of these new fixes, these new additions like the redeploy balloons, the slower TTK, the better weapons balancing, uh, the nerf stuns, you know, all the, there's so much to list. I can't even remember it. To have that packaged, you know, repackaged with Verdansk, I think would be really cool. Or to have the ability to choose multiple maps. If they're able to figure out a way to make that happen, I think that's going to be a huge game changer for the, the lifeblood of Warzone. 100%. I completely agree. But speaking of nostalgia, which, you know, for someone like the Cowboy who never really dabbled in the old and modern warfare times might not mean much. But for the folks that have been around since the beginning, really got busy on the standalone games, particularly, you know, Modern Warfare 2, uh, and I think Advanced Warfare or Modern Warfare 3. So there were two guns that were just head and shoulders above essentially everything else that was out there. Like why it's kind of like when the FFAR or you know the the uh what was that stupid single fire gun on Black Ops? DMR that was broken. The DMR. So, you know, this is kind of like that level, but everyone kind of had access to it. Unlocking guns then was a lot easier. And the first one, the AR, was called the ACR. It was a fan favorite. It was not included in Modern Warfare 2019. They left it off the docket. Uh, people have claimed, like, oh, the Kilo is kind of the same gun, but other people are like, no, it's not. You know, I'm not, again, don't know that world. Uh, but anyway, so that was one of them. And the other one was a sniper that was called the Intervention. And it would just Ooh. blast people, you know, quick scope, destroy motherfuckers. Well... There's a Call of Duty leaker called the Ghost of Hope, and he claims that both the ACR and the Intervention are coming with Modern Warfare 2, which is coming later this year. In addition, which I literally stood up, cheered, screamed, woke up my whole house, pissed off my, you know, Ladytron, uh, and that is that the five attachments they claim as making a return with the new Modern Warfare. Praise be, finally. I bet you're just so stoked on that. I am fucking floored. 
All right. Well, good. That's good news. I mean, what is this guy's name? Ghost of Hope? That's fucking... I don't know if that's dark or bright. Ah, it sounds disturbing to me. I mean, not a not a former employee, so not putting his employment on the line. I believe, though, he's a pretty reputable leaker. I know this was tweeted out by Modern Warzone, who's a very reputable Warzone account uh, and streamer himself. So I, I got to imagine, though, like, or I certainly hope so, when they bring these weapons back, there's no way they're going to be like they were, like, totally overpowered. It's got to be more for nostalgia. They'll get them in line, get them balanced. Uh, but so that's that's the news, man. That's what could be coming here. And we got to be getting news about the new Modern Warfare soon because I saw just actually yesterday, like the social media accounts for, I think it was Infinity Ward, uh, went dark. Like they took away all their posts. They blackened their things. So like maybe they're reading all this new marketing material. So we could be getting some big reveals here with King Kong and Godzilla and also the new Modern Warfare. Wow, it sounds like I should listen to the Warzone Amateur Hour podcast to stay up to date with all these new changes coming. That's right, and you should also go order Manscaped Package and use the code WA. Uh, but that is going to do it for us this week. As I said at the beginning, Jam Pack, one of our longest ever episodes. The enthusiasm, the love, the joy is riding high. Uh, if you're like, you know, a 36-year-old, 7-year-old dad, you want to play with us, we'll do our best. I know he's been trying to play with us for a while. We're only one, two men here. We can only get in so much but we love y'all we appreciate the support if you're able to you know use that promo code you'll be helping us out if not we love you just the same uh we do have a correction from last week i had said i was the shawshank warden totally fucking owning the prison cell block but actually what i meant is not the warden that old little nerdy guy who blows his brains out at the end i was more like seeing myself as the captain prison guard uh, his name's Byron Hadley in the movie, and he's played by the wonderful actor Clancy Brown. So that's who I was. I fucking own the cell block. You just had to sneak that correction in here. My God, I totally forgot about that. As I said, baby, from the very beginning of this podcast, you know, ever we did, is we're all about integrity, keeping tabs on ourselves. So shouts to Chine for pointing that out. Uh, shouts to all ya. That is going to do it, though, for us. As I said, thank you for dropping in. Like, subscribe, follow. Uh, we crossed 400 YouTube subscribers this week, which was incredibly exciting. So grateful for that. Here's the 500. Here's the season three. Here's the King Kong, Godzilla, and fucking Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2. And all that. And, and your well-groomed balls. And your well-groomed balls. So we will talk to you next week. And until then... Good luck in the gulag.